Not that it matters, but just so you know, this is my second take trying to put together a nice little quick recap of the Blackhawks' first round of the 2022 NHL draft. As I was recording my earlier one, Kyle Davidson had one more move left up his sleeve. If you're just listening to this now, the most recent news is the Blackhawks traded with Toronto. They swapped a couple of picks. They received goaltender Peter Mrazek in a role to hopefully eat up some of his salary, help get Peter Mrazek off the books for the Toronto Maple Leafs, fill the Blackhawks' goaltending role, and also the Hawks picked up a first-round pick. And number 25 overall, they went with high school defenseman Sam Renzel, who is committed to Minnesota, but he won't be able to play there until 2023-2024. That's the latest news for the Blackhawks, and boy, was there a lot of other news earlier on in the day. This is just going to be my attempt to consolidate everything, give you the bullet points of what went on Thursday night as Kyle Davidson's first official draft as the Chicago Blackhawks general manager. It started at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, around that time at least, when Kyle Davidson traded last year's leading goal scorer, Alex DeBrinket, to the Ottawa Senators in turn for three picks. The Blackhawks received a number 7 pick, in which they drafted a young defenseman by the name of Kevin Korchinski. They also picked up a number 39 overall draft pick. That's in the second round, and coincidentally, that's exactly when Alex DeBrinket was drafted by the Blackhawks a few years ago. And then the Hawks also picked up a third-round draft pick in a couple of years. I'm not going to get too much into Kyle Davidson until towards the end because, as I said on the radio earlier on Thursday, I think it's important to let everything just kind of settle. And we still have a few rounds of the draft to go on Friday morning, so if you're listening to this on your way to work, uh, thanks for tuning in. As Again, this is just a microcosm of what happened Thursday night. So Alex Dabrinkit no longer with the Blackhawks. This was, in my eyes, the biggest decision for Kyle Davidson as his role as Hawks GM. We'll get into that in a moment. In terms of moving on from Alex Dabrinkit, it stings, but I do think it's necessary for a long-term rebuild. And that looks to be what the Blackhawks are in. It stings even more when it seems like the speculation is that the Blackhawks didn't quite get what some of the experts had anticipated the Blackhawks getting. A lot of people think that they got more value in the Brandon Hagel trade. I think that's fair. One thing I will point out is you're only able to receive what other teams are willing to give you. It looks like Alex Dabrinkit was being shopped around in some of the top five picks of the first round of the draft. Apparently that wasn't in the cards. But the thing I appreciated most from Kyle Davidson throughout the process was he was on record for saying we're not going to make a move just to make a move. We're going to listen and we're going to just keep our approach calm. That seems exactly like what they did for the Brandon Hagel trade. It was just too good of a deal not to turn down. But then also, if none of those calls are being made, then you don't have to make the trade because it does still make sense for Alex to bring it to stay with the Chicago Blackhawks as one of the best goal scorers in the NHL currently, as definitely a team leader and possibly the future captain of the Blackhawks. But that's all old news now. He's now with the Ottawa Senators. The Blackhawks are moving forward. And I will say I feel better about the move with Alex to bring it after everything else that happened today. But... It doesn't fully excuse the idea that they may have been able to get more for a star like Alex Dabrinkit. I also think this will play a role in whether or not Patrick Kane or Jonathan Taves finish the following year with the Blackhawks. 
Patrick Kane loves playing with Alex Dabrinkit, and those two are very good with each other. As the season ended last year, Patrick Kane was being very vocal about Alex Dabrinkit sticking around and being a guy that he would really like to play with, continuing on with the Blackhawks. But if this is the direction that Kyle Davidson would like to go, I think Hawks fans need to start grasping the idea that Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane will not finish next year as Chicago Blackhawks. Let's move on to Kirby Doc. It's a bit of a frustrating departure for him. He was a third overall pick just a couple of years ago in 2019. Came out with a bang, got off to a good start, but definitely had some speed bumps. He dealt with a very significant injury. Those all played factors. I think some of the biggest criticism of him, especially lately, was people complaining about his work ethic or his attitude out on the ice. You saw simple mechanical changes by him, like just keeping his head up, being a little bit more ferocious when heading towards the net, and just doing the little things on the ice. And when he would do those things, he started to succeed and started to become the goal scorer that everyone wanted him to be. But it never came in more than just a spurt, it felt like. It was never able to be strung together a couple of games. If it was, it was two, maybe three, but nothing very consistent. It's hard to just fully give up on Kirby Doc. But again, this is Kyle Davidson's team, and I think this is just another piece of evidence that he wants to move on with his ideas, his decisions, and his players. Let's talk about some of the new guys. Kevin Korchinski seems to be a young, offensively skilled defenseman. I'm not incredibly surprised that the Blackhawks went with a defenseman. It does kind of seem like a continuation from last year when they were more heavy on drafting defensemen. And let's face it, the Blackhawks still have a lot of defensemen in their system that they are hoping can take some big strides heading into next year, like Ian Mitchell, Isaac Phillips. And the Blackhawks' future is just chock full of defensemen. So this was a bit of a surprising take, but it's also part of the direction that the Blackhawks and a couple of other teams are starting to head to to try and fit that mold like some of the successful teams. Tampa Bay, Colorado, uh, the St. Louis Blues when they won the Stanley Cup, Boston, which is a physical team that can slow down some of the other teams, drafting guys like defensive defensemen. So the Kevin Korchinski selection is a little bit of a surprise, but a lot of the experts were using the term dark horse for him, a guy that's maybe a sleeper in this draft. So there is the upside for it, but you can understand the confusion. The most satisfying and probably safest pick that Blackhawks fans and some of the experts can probably agree on is Frank Nazar, a tenacious center coming from Michigan. He actually played at Honeybaked, just like Patrick Kane. It looked like he was going to head to the London Knights of the Ontario Hockey League like Patrick Kane as well. But instead, he is going to Michigan. So he'll be playing in the Big Ten and just seems like a very down-to-earth kid. He comes from Detroit. So there's also an ironic tie-in with Alex Dabrinkit, formerly being of Michigan. Uh, but Frank Nazar seems like a family guy. Looks like he comes from a blue-collar family. I was hearing that his dad used to own a parking garage in Detroit. That's how they became big Red Wings fans and just big hockey fans overall. Doesn't seem like a very flashy guy. He talks about how he doesn't like to celebrate too ferociously on the ice. Just likes to keep his cool, but that also plays into his role on the ice all the time. So Definitely a down-to-earth guy that I think can fit the Blackhawks mold for how they want their culture 
culture to be as they try to turn this page and move into the future. And then one of the surprising moves at the end of the night, Kyle Davidson had one more trick up his sleeve. He traded some picks with the Toronto Maple Leafs. He picks up Peter Morazic. Now that helps out the Blackhawks goaltending situation because there was probably going to be a decision to be had about Colin Delia or Kevin Lankinen. Now you got Peter Morazic, kind of solidifies that a little bit more. I think if it comes down to those two guys, the Blackhawks might have more faith in Kevin Lankinen still than Colin Delia, but that's still a whole other contract to be had. He is an unrestricted free agent, and it's really difficult to put anything whatsoever in ink over these last couple of hours, let alone last couple of days. When trading with the Toronto Maple Leafs, they picked up at number 25 overall, a young defenseman by the name of Sam Renzel, 18 years old. Again, he's going to be heading to Minnesota next season, not this upcoming season. So he'll play another year in the USHL with the Waterloo Blackhawks. Let's get to Kyle Davidson, who is the mastermind of everything today. And whether you agree with him or you don't, again, I think this is a bold day for Kyle Davidson. He is making sure that everyone understands this is his team. He is deciding the future of the Blackhawks with these moves. I want to go back to earlier this year when Danny Wirtz talked about how the Blackhawks were hiring a new general manager, and there was some speculation that the Hawks might go after a president of hockey operations. But Danny Wirtz didn't want that. He wanted just a general manager, and when asked why, he said, so that I know who to hold accountable when things don't go well. Kyle Davidson is the only guy accountable now. He's got six first-round draft picks. Wow, no, he's got seven first-round draft picks over these next three years, with three of them being selected Thursday night. He seems to have full confidence in his new front office of Norm McIver, Jeff Greenberg, and plenty others. But I think today was a big day because, number one, he made the biggest decision he's had to make so far as Blackhawks general manager. That is my opinion. I don't think it's about the new head coach. I don't think it was about firing Jeremy Colleton or bringing up Derek King or even what he decides to do with Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves. I think those will be significant decisions, but they won't be the biggest decisions in terms of the next success for the Blackhawks. I think it is his decision on what to do with Alex Dabrinkit. And I think if he chose to keep Alex Dabrinkit, that also would have been the biggest decision for him as Hawks GM at this moment. Because of two things. If you hang on to Alex Dabrinkit, you're taking a risk. Maybe not as big of a risk as trading him. And I think a lot of people would argue not as big of a risk for trading him with what they returned Thursday night. But you're taking a risk if you keep Alex Dabrinkit because you're hanging on to something and hoping for a quicker turnaround of this rebuild. Rebuilds are difficult. They are very difficult to predict timelines. But if you go five years from now, Alex Dabrinkit's 29 years old, turning 30. It's difficult to guarantee what the contract looks like. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent after this year. So there's really no guarantee that Alex Dabrinkit is exactly what the Blackhawks need for this rebuild moving forward. He's got a lot of pros. Don't get me wrong. If they would have kept him, I would have understood. I would have been a fan of that. I also would have been a fan if he had been traded for maybe a little bit of a better return than just a seventh overall pick. And then when they go ahead and get Kevin Korchinski, who wasn't on too many people's radar for being a top 10 draft pick, that's where some speculation is allowed. However, that's not the only move Kyle Davidson made on Thursday night. And the other ones I do believe definitely benefit this team. And that's not to say that Kevin Korchinski and moving Alex Dabrinkit won't benefit this team. Somebody brought up the point, and this is definitely fair, of what does Alex Dabrinkit look like when he's not playing on a line with Patrick Kane? 
In no way am I taking away from Alex Dabrinkit's ability. I think he's a rare combination of being a goal scorer and a playmaker because there are differences with those two things. But I also understand the question. Overall, it was a big day for the Blackhawks, and I think it's fair to say it was the first day of this rebuild. They still have nine picks to make that start Friday morning and take us until the end of the draft. The development camp starts the following week, and we will pump out as much stuff as we can as those days continue. Big thanks for listening. Have a good day at work, and we will talk to you later. Stay tuned for more Blackhawks coverage on WGN Radio. I'm Joe Brand.